The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Good evening. Welcome. Another week of WTMJ Nights. We are happy to be here, happy to have you with us. Big show, always more fun, as you know, when you are involved, 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talk and text line. When you call in, you'll be talking to Tommy. He is back, as am I. Be nice to him. That's how you get involved in the program. A uh, lot to get to. Some of it's serious tonight because, well, it's the world we live in. But after 7 o'clock, it is the multi-generational uh, movie recommendations where Tommy, myself, and maybe even our good friend Justin Garcia are going to recommend movies to the other generations on the show. Because this program, is rep when Justin joins us, we're represented by three generations of people. Uh, and so we all have different movie likes, and we're going to recommend those, and we always ask you to get involved in that too. But... Let's start with our text question of the night, 855-616-1620, of course, the old National Bank talking text line. In light of the latest school shooting in Nashville, what would you recommend as your solution to this all-too-common occurrence? 855-616-1620, in light of the latest school shooting in Nashville, what would you offer as a solution to this all-too-common occurrence? And we'll talk about the uh, the school shooting in just a little bit. Tommy, how are you? We haven't uh, spoken since Friday. Big weekend. Did you have a good time? Anything exciting happen? No, nothing crazy, I don't think. Uh, got a little bit of pressure coming into work today. Been watching the Bucks. I mean, yeah, it's been been all good. All good news for me. Very nice. I, I'm sure you picked the Final Four that actually made it. Uh, I did not even come close. The craziest Final Four of yeah. underdogs ever. <laughs> Very fun to watch right now if you are... I, I I don't know. Do you think that this hurts the casual fan, or this is more intriguing to the casual fan that there's no blue bloods making it this far? Because I, I think, as someone who really loves the tournament and watches it every year, I'm having a blast with this whole thing. Even though my bracket's been ruined, obviously, but you know these are not powerhouse basketball schools by any means. Well, that's first of all, everybody's bracket was pretty much ruined the first weekend. Correct. When there were so many upsets. I think for the casual fan, I agree that this is beautiful. This is what the tournament's about. You get 64 teams in there. Anybody, theoretically, anybody could win. And as we're seeing this year, it's happening. Florida Atlantic, San Diego State, uh, Miami, the, the University of Miami, and UConn. UConn really the only name that has been in this position before. I think for the casual fan, this is great because people love underdog stories and people get tired of dynasties. You know, it, it became very fashionable for everybody to hate Duke because all they did was win or they'd always get to the Final Four. Uh, you started, you know, I started feeling that with, like, Kansas. No offense to our, our good friend Justin, who will uh, probably storm the castle after he hears me say that. <laughs> but people don't, people, unless you're a diehard fan or you went to that school, it's cool to see underdogs come from nowhere yeah nine, because it nine shows how much four, better college sports are than the pros nine final four appearances between these four teams all of them belong to uconn first one for yeah. miami <laughs> san diego state and for uh i even forgot the other team now florida atlantic there we go florida atlantic yeah and when i say better than pro sports i mean obviously the athletes are not as elite 
as the pro teams, but there's something there's something very cool about watching these college athletes put it all on the line really for and I know I'm going to get uh, grief for this for nothing. They they get very little compared to what their schools are making off these appearances. You know, yes, they get an education, that's fine and they get a chance to showcase themselves. But these guys are playing for basically school pride, which is a nice a nice feeling in this day and age. I know I'm probably looking at it through rose-colored glasses, but I do like when these little schools make a run. And grant now Yukon and Miami are not little schools, I know that, but in terms of the tournament they are. So, I think this is I think this is great. Yep. You know, and, uh, are, are they going to get as much action in Vegas betting wise? Eh, probably not. F- Florida. Maybe they, maybe they, maybe they'll get more because people are going to go. You know what? That Florida Atlantic. I'm laying a bunch of money down on them, and they're going to take on. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe. Uh, well, they're playing San Diego State, but in the if they win, then maybe they take on Florida or UConn. This is going to be very exciting. So Saturday will big be a big day as we weed it down to the championships. Yeah, and Florida so, yeah, Atlantic, I, I like it. Florida Atlantic is affiliated uh, with our ESPN West Palm, Good Karma Brands as well, too. So Is that right? All business, All baby. right, well, then I guess I have my favorite for the, uh, for the Final Four. Yes, yeah, super cool. Why not? It's Florida. Maybe we'll get a good Florida man story out of it. Some Florida Atlantic fan is going to do something ridiculous. It's going to make the news, and then we'll have uh, you know a good Florida news story next week. I mean, they're in Boca, so I don't, I don't think there's too much crazy going on in Boca. There's a lot of a lot of retirement over there, you know. Oh, Tommy, I beg to differ. These retired people in Florida, they got the sun beating down on them all day. They're doing nothing but drinking. They're out hunting manatees. They're getting crazy. Okay, okay. I'll, you got I'll wait a few. For it. You got a few widowers. Surrounded by thousands of widows, and these widows are ready to, you know, they're 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 not dead yet. Let's go. Let's have some fun. We'll be on the lookout. I can't wait. I can't wait to uh, to hear something uh, wild happening from down there. All right, we've got to. Uh, we'll take a quick break. Then we will get to some of your answers for the text question of the night, which is, of course, in light of the latest school shooting, what's your solution? to this all-too-common occurrence. We'll get to that. We'll talk a little bit about it. It is not it is not the kind of topic really anybody wants to talk about. And really, what good's it going to do if we talk about it? Hasn't done any good so far, but we'll do our best. It's WTMJ Nights. Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights. 855-616-1620. That is the Old National Bank talk and text line. Text question of the night. In light of the latest school shooting in Nashville, what's your idea for a solution for all this? It's become way too common. It's a story I'm, quite frankly, sick of talking about. Uh, we do it all too often here on WTMJ. It seems like we don't go that long between school shootings, and it is never easy. And if all you have to offer is hopes and prayers, uh, pardon my language, but shove them where the sun don't shine, because we've heard thoughts and prayers forever. And you know what thoughts and prayers get you? Absolutely nothing. So if you're a public official and all you have to offer is thoughts and prayers, and that's what you think is the right response to tweet out after something like this happens, uh, save it because you're showing just how ignorant you are. And this is this is on both sides. 
I don't care. You know, I, I, at this point, turning this into another political name-calling thing is ridiculous. Because if we can't see that children dying is way, way, way more important than political parties or your ideology or your convoluted translation of the Second Amendment and you're worried that somebody's going to come and take your guns. I'm not anti-gun. Just so you know, save yourself a tweet or uh, save yourself a text. I'm not anti-gun. And I'm not even calling right now for anything in particular other than we need to figure something out. It's been way too long. Um, it just it, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. We've been hearing the reports since yesterday. This is a 28-year-old woman in Nashville, goes to a school that she used to go to, had an attack all planned out. Uh, in fact, she sent a message to one of her friends right before right before she went. Uh, somebody who was on the basketball team team with her back when she was in middle school, and she said, I'm planning to die today. This is not a joke. You'll probably hear about me on the news after I die. This is my last goodbye. I love you. See you again in another life. That person said, you have uh, so much more to life, so much more life to live. She said, I know, but I don't want to live. So this was somebody who had access to guns. You heard Wyatt reporting that the parents thought she had sold her firearm. Well, she had three. Or she had she had seven guns and an emotional disorder. In my opinion, if you are if you are diagnosed with some sort of psychiatric issue, there should be some mechanism in place, whether it's a red flag law or something else, for authorities to come and see what's going on. And if you are proven to be or or suspected to be a danger to yourself or to others you have your the guns removed for a while and you are you are forced to get treatment maybe it's a you know a forcible hold a psychiatric hold for 72 hours just to just to see but there has to be some way and you know i'm not a legal expert i don't know how that would work i'm just saying i'm tired of hearing the same old garbage from people. It it appears that we've thrown up our hands. This I don't know if you've heard this stat, and you probably have. I'm not breaking any new ground here when I say this, but for most of our history as a country, disease was the number one killer of children. Then it went to car accidents. That was through that was through the sixties. Motor vehicle crashes. Well then the seatbelt came out. And guess what? Less kids were dying in car accidents. Gun violence started to creep up. And by 2020, gun violence is now the leading cause of death for children ages 1 to 18 in this country. I don't know how much clearer it needs to be for us to say we have a problem. I've talked to people when I've I've talked to my cousins when I was over in Ireland and I've talked to people the few times I've been overseas. People in other countries don't get this. They don't understand it. They're like, wait, you, you have these school shootings. Children are getting murdered. Teachers are getting murdered. Kids are getting stopped bringing guns to school. 
what are you doing about it? We're supposed to be, you know, we're supposed to be the greatest country in the world. Well, on this, on this issue, we are failing miserably. And we are not the greatest country in the world when it comes to gun violence and protecting our children. If you have children, this has got to scare you. And I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. I'm not trying to be a panic monger. But I know your students probably go through active threat drills at school. Well, the only drills I had to go through in school were tornado drills and fire drills. You know, there wasn't a thought of people coming into our school. And it's happening everywhere. It's not it's not limited to urban schools or rural schools or schools in quote-unquote good neighborhoods or bad neighborhoods. It's happening all over the country. And I'm wondering what you think is the answer. If you, if you had an idea to perhaps stop something like this, what could we do? And listen, we're going to get, we're going to get into the old, the debate. I'm sure it's, it's, it starts after every one of these things. Some people calling for all sorts of, all sorts of bans on every kind of weapon, which is ridiculous and never going to happen. There's people calling for bans on assault style weapons. Well, that did prove a little it was it worked for a little bit the first time it was overturned but this this shooter also had a handgun you know so okay if somebody wants to go, if somebody wants to do this and all they can get their hands on are shotguns or handguns it's still going to happen so where do we go or do we just do we just become a country that throws up its hands and says, you know what, kids, have fun in third grade. Good luck. Um, we're not. We're either not willing or not able to do anything to protect you. So, parents, hug your kids every morning, cause y- you don't know. And I'm not saying that to be flippant, but there don't seem to be a whole lot of other solutions coming from our quote-unquote leaders the people that are supposed to be in a position to help us. I do want to say the first responders in Nashville, I watched all the body cam footage today, which was very difficult, even though like the surveillance camera from the school, there was no sound. The body cam uh, footage from the officer who was one of the first on the scene, uh, there was sound and it was terrifying. But these, these officers, unlike the ones in Uvalde, these guys went in right away. They, the minute they heard, you know, they were searching rooms, they were clearing the first floor. Once they, once they heard shots, they responded, they're upstairs, and they just, they ran. They didn't, they didn't hesitate. They didn't go, oh, I wonder what kind of weapon this person has, blah, blah, blah. They went up the stairs, they started clearing rooms, they found the suspect, and they neutralized the threat. So, you know, 14 minutes from the 911 call to the suspect being down. That was, you know, so you got to you got to give it up to the uh, the Nashville police who responded to that Metropolitan Police. They called themselves as they went in the building. 
855-616-1620. You want to jump in? You got a solution? You have an idea? Anything that could help? Let me know. It's WTMJ. I know I always come and go. But it's Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights, uh, talking about a story that has become way too common and way too heartbreaking. The shooting at the school in Nashville. Three nine-year-olds murdered. Three adults murdered as well. I was asking for your suggestions. What do you got? Because, man, uh, I'm tired of hearing thoughts and prayers. If I hear it one more time, somebody's getting a headbutt. Uh, from the 262, a start for trying to get a handle on gun violence. Strict enforcement with mandatory incarceration for gun possession by a felon. Two, no legal firearm. Uh, hold on. Sorry. Um, pardon me. I'm sorry about that. A little, uh, little distraction. Uh, no legal firearm possession ever by anyone with any history of violence or mental or emotional incapacity or instability. Three, strict penalties for anyone making a firearm accessible to anyone by any law, rule, or regulation unable to legally possess a weapon. That from the 262 from the 920. I'm not saying I have the answers, but guns are not the problem. I myself am dealing with a mentally ill family member. I can say with 100% certainty until we change the stance of our law enforcement of we can't do anything until they hurt themselves or others, we will never solve this. Um, yeah, I... I don't know. Both of those have both of those have merits. It's hard to say. It and, and until we can get you know until the the people governing us start listening to the polls that show that you know a majority of Americans, Republicans and Democrats together as a citizenry, want some sort of some sort of gun. Gun control is a uh, is a buzzword that gets everybody upset. But they want some sort of some sort of legislation. Fifty-five percent of Americans supported an assault weapons ban. Is that going to be enough? That was eighty-nine percent of Democrats, twenty-six percent of Republicans. Um, but most people outside of Congress agree that this has got to stop. I don't know why they don't. All right. On the other side, man, oh man, uh, we're going from a horrible, horrible story to a very confusing story. It's not too far from home. 6.30 on seven on uh, WTMJ. That means it's time to go to the WTMJ 24-hour news center. Wyatt Barmore-Pooley standing by. this go for a couple extra seconds it's brian noon and this is wtmj nights this song is called rainbow land and it is a duet between miley cyrus and her godmother dolly parton and seems pretty innocuous to me had you ever heard this song tommy no not until now i had not heard of it until today till i saw all the news and i listened to it and i'm like okay and then i printed out the low the lyrics and I'm reading it, and I know you're thinking, uh, Brian, why do you care about Miley Cyrus and Dolly Parton? Well, one, Dolly Parton's a national treasure. So check yourself and keep a little respect on her name. Uh, Miley Cyrus is just, to me, a, a, a curiosity because she's she's gone from Hannah Montana to, like, 
wild hippie girl to pop star. She's she's interesting. I don't you know I don't really listen to much of her music, but she she interests me. Talented. And then she is. To, oh, I'm not. Yeah, no doubt she's talented. She's uh, not really good with relationships. So let's be honest. She was married to Thor's brother for a little bit. Yep. Uh, she bounces back and forth. I just saw something about her in People magazine that she's happy now. Put out a new album. Has a new uh, new boyfriend. So I'm I'm happy for her. Her dad's kind of a wackadoo, but uh, you know, I I broke my heart, my achy breaky heart back in the day. So I'm not going to cast uh, cast stones. But yeah, she's very talented. Dolly Parton, of course, very very talented, and. I'm looking at the lyrics of this song, and here's why. If you didn't hear this, Waukesha County Higher Elementary School, their first grade class was going to do a nice spring concert. That sounds lovely. First graders singing. There's nothing better than little kids singing because mostly it's just yelling. Um, And there's nothing more joyous than listening to first grade is like six and seven-year-olds singing, and they're they're either doing it in a very sweet kind of sing-songy voice, or oh, they're yelling real loud while they're singing. It's it's great. So their teacher is Melissa Temple, and she and her co-teacher wanted the concert to have a theme of world unity and peace. I know, some of you hear that theme, and you're like, what? We don't want unity and peace. It's first grade. It sounds like a good message. So they had songs like It's a Small World. Uh, they were going to sing that in Spanish. Then they were going to do Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles. And then they were going to sing Rainbow Land, song that's been out for about six years, Miley and Dolly. Um, and the lyrics advocate for inclusion. Now, I know that word has taken on, in some circles, negative connotations, and I'm not sure why. Because inclusion just means, hey, let's accept everybody. Let's, as I say to my first grade class, you don't have to be best friends with anybody, but you're not going to be mean to anybody. And that's inclusion. Look at me, Tommy. I can spread nice, nice things to kids. When it comes to adults, I have zero patience. (laughs) Fair enough. But children, I I try to help lay a good foundation for the kids so that they don't grow up to be uh, turds as adults. Doesn't always work. Someone's got to. Well, you know, I, I shoulder that burden for a lot of us, Tommy. The, you know, some people take on jobs that other people wouldn't want to do. Uh, I shoulder the burden of trying to lay a good foundation with the youth so that they don't grow up to be jerks. One day at a time. That's that's true. One child at a time, Tommy. Takes a village and a really big stick. Anyway, so the teachers introduced this song, Rainbow Land, to the kids. The kids love it. The kids are, Why? Because it's got rainbows in it. Uh, it says, living in a rainbow land where everything goes as planned, and I smile because I know if we try, we could really make a difference in this world. I won't give up. I'll sleep a wink. It's the only thought I think you know where I stand. I believe we can start living in a rainbow land. We are rainbows, me and you, every color, every hue. Let's shine on through. Together we can start living in a rainbow land. Call me uh, an old softy. Call me whatever you will, but I don't see a problem with this message. Well, that's where I differ with some of the parents in Waukesha County and the first grade parents of higher elementary school. So the kids love it, but within one day, within one day of learning this song, 
The teacher got a message from the administration of the school asking her to remove Rainbow Land from the concert. The district said it called for the song to be removed because its lyrics, quote, could be deemed controversial. Jeez. If you are a person who hears these lyrics, uh, like this lyric, the skies are blue and things are grand, wouldn't it be light, nice to live in paradise where we're free to be exactly who we are? Let's all down, dig down deep inside, brush the judgment and fear aside. If you hear those lyrics and say to yourself, that is divisive and uh, it's controversial, I don't want people getting along, I don't want people getting rid of judgment, I want to judge everybody, maybe you're the problem. Because, Tommy, listen, I know we're of different... Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I thought when you had young children, you were supposed to teach them to get along with it. There's nothing in here that makes any sort of reference to LGBTQ folks. Uh, I know Miley Cyrus has been an outspoken advocate, as has Dolly Parton, for LGBTQ rights. No politics. Uh, there's, there's no politics... There's not saying, you know, there's not a verse that goes, Jimmy has two dads, Jeannie has two moms, but, 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 but that's cool. Um, you know, where somebody could say, well, I don't want my six-year-old singing about that. All right. You don't want your six-year-old singing about that. Okay, maybe six-year-olds that shouldn't be singing about that. But living in a rainbow land, what's next? They get, now, I before I finish this, I was like, what? What are they going to do? But anyway, we'll get to that. Um, tell me where this song is objectionable and controversial, if you can. If not, what do you think of what's going on in Waukesha County? 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talk and text line. Uh, we'll continue with this story because I'll tell you what Dolly Parton said she thought this song was about and what Miley Cyrus said she thought this song was about. We'll do that after this. It's WTMJ Nights. Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights. Woo! Higher school in Waukesha County, the hotbed of controversy now because the first grade teacher and her co-teacher dared to want their children to sing a Miley Cyrus Dolly Parton duet that talked about uh, brushing judgment and fear aside. Uh being free to be exactly who you are, living in a rainbow land uh, where you and I go hand in hand. Um, again, if this kind of message is objectionable to you, you're on the wrong side of history. You're the problem. If you're going to read some message into every little thing, these are the same people that are trying to ban any kind of rainbows in school. Uh, we just finished St. Patrick's Day. One of the parents in my class came in, and they decorated our door. And every kid's name was in a little pot of gold, and there was a rainbow. So there were 24 rainbows on my door. Uh, you know what the kids saw? Rainbows. That's what the kids saw. They didn't read any political message into it. They're not being indoctrinated by a leprechaun who's trying to turn them into something else, which, by the way, can't happen. But that's a whole other story. Uh, you can't – a lot of school districts – including uh, Waukesha County, has told their teachers to take down any signs that have rainbows on it, take down any uh, pride flags, take down any anything that may, that may have 
any sort of meaning to an adult that probably does not have a meaning to at least young kids. A rainbow is a rainbow is something that after the, the it rains, you look outside and you see it and you go, oh my gosh, there's a rainbow. Uh, when I do, I still get excited by rainbows. Tommy, I'm sometimes I simple pleasures. I know this is probably going to shock you. After a storm, I like to be out on the deck. If I see a rainbow, I look at it as, look at this beauty of nature. Does, I don't does question everyone my point out rainbows? I point out rainbows, yeah. sure. I, I'm with I you. I love it. But I don't read anything into them other than, hey, that's light refract, refracting through, you know, the, the raindrops. And I think it's really cool. My my mom is what? an artist, and very frequently we have a rainbow tree up during Christmas as well, uh, as well as like a bunch of other trees. She likes to do that, but yeah, it's just a tree, man. That looks cool. Yeah, we're gonna have to ban that. Uh, if you're gonna have to edit that out, we <laughs> yes, can't have sorry. any rainbow. No rainbow, rainbow. no rainbow Christmas no. trees. Sorry. Mm-mm, no, 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 no. Uh, Waukesha County. See now. I think this is ridiculous because I know so all right. So I when I first started reading this story, I'm like, what is next? What songs are they gonna ban next? Uh and I thought as I, I heard um Tommy just told me, Oh, Jeff Wagner talked about this today and he asked about Rainbow Connection. My first thought was somewhere over the rainbow because I I didn't know this until we were living in California. I would I didn't know that Judy Garland was like a big um a, an icon in the gay community because I just knew Judy Garland as Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz and as a singer and as a woman who struggled with addiction and all that stuff so I didn't you know I didn't pay attention we went to the Hollywood Bowl they were doing this big uh Wizard of Oz sing-along and so our daughter dressed as Dorothy well we get there and there were a lot of um gay men and women also dressed as characters from the Wizard of Oz and I was talking to some people, and they were like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, Somewhere Over the Rainbow is, you know, a big song in the gay community. And I was like, oh, okay. Did I stop listening to it? No. Did, but did my daughter not walk in the parade in her costume? No. You know, it's fine. So is that, you know, are we never going to be able to sing Somewhere Over the Rainbow as a kid? If I, you know, if I play the Brother Is version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow, which is one of the most beautiful pieces of music you will ever hear in your life, is that controversial? Or am I just playing you a lovely piece of music? I think it's the latter. But anyway, so they, you know, they come up and they're like, well, we've got to get another song. And so they, some parents said, why don't you do a Rainbow Connection? And if you don't know Rainbow Connection, well, one, where have you been? How do you not know Rainbow Connection, sung by Kermit the Frog? Uh, a tear-inducing song. And it talks about everybody coming together. Pretty much the same message as Rainbow Land, but sung by a frog. So maybe you would think, well, that'll make it better, because who's going to think a frog is trying to indoctrinate your children? Well, guess what? They banned that, too. But then uh, parents... Parents got a little mm, hot under the collar. And then they they went to, it was the Alliance for Education in Waukesha. Some of their parents went to the board and the school staff were like, this is dumb. And 
administration finally reversed it, so they can sing Rainbow Connection in the spring play, but they can't sing Rainbow Land. And this is a very, very dangerous message to be sending for any kids who are old enough to know what what's going on with them or to be struggling with what's going on with them or questioning what's going on with them to say, yeah, Waukesha County said you cannot, teachers cannot refer to students by pronouns. They have to, they have to just call them by their name. And I know that that is a, that is a new thing for a lot of people. If you're, listen, if you're my age, we never heard of this, but that doesn't mean we just discount it and and pretend it's going to go away. Um, Jack says, please tell me again the best version of Over the Rainbow. Brother is, he's a Hawaii, he's passed away, but he was a Hawaiian singer. He was about, and I'm not exaggerating, about 500 pounds, but he had the voice of an angel. Maybe, Tommy, maybe you can find that while we take a break and we can bump back with a little Brother is somewhere over the rainbow. We'll do that. There's more. It's WTMJ Nights. Give me a little, few more seconds of brother is. It's ukulele. Talking about, uh, you, can let it, you can let it play. Yeah, pretty soon this is going to be banned too uh, by some narrow minded school districts like Hawkshaw County, who is uh, coming out. I told you I'd tell you what Dolly Park said about Rainbow Land. Thank you for finding that, Tommy. I know you had. I know you had um, Rainbow Connection all queued up, ready to go. So don't wait. We can uh, we can have a little Rainbow Connection later. Uh, Dolly Parton said of the Rainbow Land song that was banned, it's really about if we could love one another a little better or be a little kinder, be a little sweeter, we could live in a Rainbow Land. That sounds very objectionable and controversial, Dolly. I don't know why you would want that message getting out to young children. Uh, Miley Cyrus said, it would be great if we all did come together and create and said, hey, we're different. That's awesome. Let's not change to be the same. Let's stay different, but let's come together anyway. Because a rainbow's not a rainbow without all the different colors. That's what Miley Cyrus said about the song. Again, very controversial and not the kind of message we want to be sending to young children that we should all, all get along. The 262 said, canceling the performance of this upbeat song is a travesty. My take is that one or a few highly judgmental parents voiced their objection to the school administration and fearful conflict they cave to appease the unreasonable complainers. Sad rule by the vocal influential minority once again in a growing trend in contemporary America. Yep, squeaky wheel gets the grease. All right, you've been waiting since Friday, or at least Tommy and I have, and Justin. It's the generational movies lists. We're going to suggest movies that we think 
the other person should see. We'll do that after the news, which comes your way after this on WTMJ Nights. The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Welcome to the second hour of the big show, 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talking text line if you want to jump in. This started out as us just, uh, or me basically, just giving Tommy a hard time. And then our good friend Justin Garcia got involved, as we all like to give Tommy a hard time. Even though we respect Tommy quite a bit, we remember that he is he is by far the youngest member of this you know, cabal that we've uh, got together tonight. Justin Garcia is with us. Justin, thanks for uh, thanks for jumping in. I'm glad you decided to uh, to take part in this generational movie madness. Are, are first of all, are we sure Tommy's the youngest by far? By far. Well, okay. he's younger than you. Well, and you're younger than me. Barely. Yeah. And so, from him to me is by far. Okay. I, I might be the youngest guy downstairs. I can guarantee you. Well, youngest male downstairs, are you saying? Or person? Why, do you have a lot of a lot of young girls running around? They're actually, yeah. I'm saying downstairs that works at here. Within the studio. Yes, okay. yes okay. the content um, team. It might be. <laughs> it's close, All right, yeah. I am at the very beginning of Gen X. Like, there's a, there's a weird year between when they said baby boobers end and Gen X's begin. That's where I am. Where are you, Justin? Uh, okay, this one always trips me up. I am. Is it what is it? Is uh, what comes after X? Is it Gen Y? That would be the next letter in the alphabet. Okay, that's yeah. how it works. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm basically a year or two into Gen Y. Okay, and, and I am. Tommy, you're what? Twenty four. Gen Z. I am Gen Z. Two thousand is the year I was born. No, you're two thousand is the year you were born. I was born in two thousand. Yeah, so you're a millennial. Nope, that is Gen Z. It's so like right on the beginning of Gen Z. How 19- is born in 2000 at the new 2000. millennium, not a millennial? It's not. Millennial oh is you. Gen Y is millennial. Okay. Where's Where's Gen uh, Where's Gen Z? That, is that that's, you, that's Gen, you. Tom. That's me. I'm Gen Z. 96 to 2010 is Gen Z. So what's after you? Okay. Gen Alpha. <laughs> I swear to God, it is. Wow. It's, it's Alpha. That's what my sister is born. Gen Alpha? Yep. This is way, boy, this is way, way too confusing. Justin, can you say how old you are? Uh, I mean, I can't say. Do you want me? I am. No, you don't have to. You're no, all right. I, so we've got, I the just point turned, is we've got okay. three generations of movie viewers here. You know. Three generations, all with different tastes, all with different uh, focuses. And I was shocked that Tommy had not seen a couple of movies that I just consider easy classics in the in the cinematic world. But now that I realize he wasn't born until 2000, who knows? Who, <laughs> I don't know what's going to be on his list. Yeah. This is going to be exciting. Um, all right, so we we were joking, and I said to Tommy, I'm going to give you a list. He said, well, I'm going to give you a list. And then Justin said, hey, what about me? I got a list. So we've all got lists. And, Tommy, I know you did some production for this. Movies can be generational. We want to know what's the most important from each generation. Let's pull up to the WTMJ Nights Drive-In Movie Theater with Brian Noonan and Justin Garcia. 
Plus Tommy. <laughs> I like that we have a drive-in movie. We have a drive-through window. Uh, we're going to have a drive-by shooting soon. There's a lot going on. Um, I like the Ann Tommy. That was fun. All right. Thank you. I think we go age before beauty. Because I, I know we said five, but I've got... I've got a lot on here. So I'll just give, I'll throw out the one to get us started that I mentioned the other night that I think not only any good movie viewer should watch, but really any guy should watch. And I don't mean that to be sexist. Ladies, you're welcome to watch it too. My wife loves this movie. Unforgiven. Academy Award winning Western starring Clint Eastwood, Morgan Freeman, uh, Gene Hackman, Unbelievably acted, great story, beautiful scenery, um, a, a theme, the the score is great. I watch it every time I see, you know, I watch it just to watch it. Then if I see it's on somewhere, no matter where it is in the movie, I'm going to watch it again. So my first movie that I need you guys to watch if you haven't already seen it, is Unforgiven. Okay, yeah, well, that was the one that kind of sparked this whole debate. Right. Did has it, Have either of you seen it? I have not. I have, uh, I've seen parts of it. I haven't seen it all the way through. Oh, we've all got it coming, Justin. That's, <laughs> okay. We've all got it coming. All right, that's, next that's most beautiful, Justin, go ahead. It's Tommy. No, so just so we're clear, this is... It's Tommy's imaging made it seem like this is generational. You've only seen this if you're in this... Age group or what? That's, that's kind of what we said. No, I think it's that like, I think it's that we're all coming at it from a different point of view. Yes, like a movie that I find fascinating. You know, Tommy might go, "Oh, I got to read it. It's in black and white. What? What? Exactly. Okay. Um, no, I think it's just our time, our time, and what we like. I just added another movie to my list as I'm sitting here talking to you guys. Okay, I'm gonna gonna start then with a movie. Right in the wheelhouse for a number of reasons, and I think it's going to be controversial because I've I've met maybe enough people to count on one hand that can so much as tolerate this movie, The Cable Guy. Oh, okay. Oh, and it sounds like yeah. Brian is not one of those that can tolerate. Bri it. Brian knows. I him. am no, and I don't. I have nothing against Jim Carrey. I just didn't like Cable Guy. I've seen it. I saw it when it came out, and I've seen it since once. I just, no, it's not not for me. Okay. Maybe my all-time favorite movie. Wow. Quite I've, possibly. Really? I thought we were talking about Larry this whole time, so I wrote it down. Oh, Larry, Larry the Cable Guy movie? Delta Farce is <laughs> yeah, what you're confusing me. Let's go. Kudos for knowing the title of oh, that. Wow. Of yeah. the Larry the Cable Guy movie. Nice. So, Justin, you have never seen Cable Guy? I have. Tommy. No, or, I mean, I uh, uh, Tommy, you've no. never seen Cable Neither Guy? Neither of these movies. Ne never got it. I'm writing them down. Wow. Yeah. All right. We've got. So, we're two for two, Justin, with movies uh, this young man has not seen. Okay. Now it's my turn. Probably because both of them uh, don't have Chucky from Rugrats in them. Oh, my gosh. Or, uh, That's literally before I was born, still. So. Well, I. <laughs> Boy, that's wow. When my when my old reference is still too old, or my hip young reference yes, is still too yes, old. Yes, still is too old. All right, I got a movie here that I I don't know if you've seen, but I really enjoy it. 
and I think it definitely comes to my generation, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Either of you guys seen that one? I've I have. seen it, but that's your generation? Oh, yeah, for sure. What? That's like 2008, 2010? You right were there? eight years old. Correct, <laughs> yes. And the next generation ah. starts in like a year or two. Okay. So what am I okay. supposed to do? Okay. That's like he, wanted, he, he loved him some Michael Sarah when he was a youngster. I've seen it a couple times. I find it an enjoyable movie. Um, I like the, the girl who uh, Scott Pilgrim was after. There's also something oddly attractive about the drummer. Okay. Uh, yeah. From Sex yep. Babam. Yep. I like that. Aubrey Plaza. And Justin uh, Aubrey Plaza's in it. And is it who plays who plays the villain? The, the evil ex at the they're on the music club. Uh, J Jason Schwartzman. Schwartzman. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Who was in Jason all those Schwartzman. movies? Yeah. That so was that was. Like I've the, seen it. Yeah. That was like the introductory to a lot of the the stars from now. Kieran Culkin. Was in that May? Yes. I forget her name. Brie May. Larson. Oh, Brie Larson, of course. To uh, May, she's in a lot too. I can't remember her name now. But Whitting, Whitham, Whitman. Yeah, May Whitman. May Whitman. Mm -hmm. She she does a lot too. Yeah. You'd know her if you see her. I think it's a great fun movie. I like music. I like video games. Combines both of those. It, it's a it's a fun watch every time. All right. Well, both of us have. Uh, I've seen it. I enjoyed it so. You are so far, Tommy. You're throwing out one that we've all seen. You thought you were being avant-garde, and just wanted you know, going to shame the oldsters. Avant-garde, going to shame the olds, and it strong, didn't work. Strong word for that. Okay, all right, that's fine. That's all right. We got it. It was it was a good movie. All right, let's let's do this so we don't fall too far behind. If you want to jump in and have a movie that you think we, any of us, must see. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. The old National Bank Talk and Text Line. It's uh, you know, three guys trying to recommend movies from different points of view, and uh, yours is jumping in, getting some texts already. It's WTMJ nights. We are talking movies. Justin Garcia is here. Oh, why do you play such controversial music, Tommy? We're gonna get canceled. This is obviously music meant to upset people with its wholesome imagery and message. We're, we're edgy on WTMJ Nights. I'm wondering if any of us have any of the Muppet movies on our list. Uh, I do not. Did not have any Muppet no, movies? I do not. By the way, this is one of my favorite songs of all time, but... It's a great song. The Willie Nelson version. Whoever's singing it, it is a great song. I, I didn't know Willie did a version. I'm going to have to look it up. Didn't Willie Nelson but play Kermit the Frog? That was a joke. It was a joke. Now, Willie Nelson may have licked some toads in his time, but that was for a whole other purpose. Who know? Uh, yeah. Willie straight up weed. Um, all right. So we've got a couple texts. Let's do. A, let's give a couple of these some shout-outs. Uh, Tombstone is starting. That's one of the best. Oh. Rollerball. Uh, 1976's Rollerball with James Conn and John Houseman. That is a good one. Uh, 262 says, Fugitive, you have to see John Wick 4, the best movie I've seen in years. I haven't seen 4 yet. The first three I really liked. Um, all right, Justin, Yeah, I'll, uh, you go next. What's another one on your list? Okay, uh, Tombstone, by the way, one of my all-time favorites as well. I quote it almost daily, especially the uh, I love Tombstone. holiday lines. Uh, all right, this one I am willing to bet... Tommy does not has not seen. I'm curious if you have Brian, uh, the Last Dragon. I've seen that. Dubbed. Shut up. Yeah. Yes. 
Is that the the, the Barry Gordy. kind of hip hop kung fu movie? Yep, the Barry Gordy movie from the mid to late '80s. It was always yes. on HBO when I was a kid. I loved it, and it's it's on HBO. That's now. when I saw it on that. HBO. I, I think Back. I've seen it. Who? What, what was there? The one of the characters had a wild name. Uh, well, there was uh, what was her name? She was in Prince's band and broke off and was going to be a star, and it never came to fruition. And then the Vanity? lead, Vanity, yeah, and the lead was uh, an actual. He had no acting experience. He was just a, a right. trained martial artist, and and they thought he was going to be a star, but it never happened. No, I remember seeing that on HBO. And back, back, probably when you were watching it as a youngster, I was watching it as. You know, a teenager, but yeah, it was always on. What was I'm trying to think of the character's name though, because it was there was some uh, the, uh, well, the villain, Tamak. Yeah, no, come on. Oh, his actual name. Yeah, uh, the villain yeah. was what was it? Shonuff. That was it. Shonuff. Yeah, yeah, the Shogun. That was it. Showed up the Shogun. All right, Tommy, you got another uh, yeah, one for yeah, the? I'm pretty uh, sure I've seen that one. Okay. Um. Anyway. Going through, I'll try to do another one here. Have you guys, this one's a little more serious. Have you seen 300? 300, big yeah. one. No. Sparta, this is Sparta. You've never seen that one, Justin? No, Sparta. and uh, I'm a huge Jerry B fan. It's maybe the only Gerard Butler movie. He, he is in that one, yep, right? Yep, yeah, that's it's, Gerard it's maybe Butler. the only he is, I haven't seen. He is the main guy. I love that movie. I what That was another one that I remember seeing in theaters as a young age and being like, this is awesome. Like, now I want to Sparta <laughs> kick everything. So that, that was on top of my list as well. Well, that was the one where they, they did all these guys worked out forever, but they didn't look quite comic booky enough. Yeah. So they digitized all their physiques so they all looked like Spartans. And also, he... <sighs> He's claiming to have seen it in theaters when he was seven years old. Your parents took you to see yeah. 300 yeah. as a seven-year-old. Justin, I like that you're cool calling him out on his timeline. This is because I'm paying attention to the math, and sometimes it's not worth the fight to argue with. You know, wait, Tommy's, Tommy's going to Tommy. What, Can you attest to how cool my grandmother was? Can you do that? That's all right. So, did your grandma take you to My see that? My grandmother and I went and saw this movie, and because she is a huge okay. history buff, I and she loved Butler fan. <laughs> probably <laughs> well, both. That might have been too. Both. Some of the conversations Tommy's grandma had with him, I wouldn't doubt that she uh, had something going for what, uh, Gerard Butler. What month were you born? February. Okay, I was going to say if this is after like the summer and you're six and a half. No, no. Seven. <laughs> plenty, <laughs> plenty to remember. Seven years old. Wow. I will tell you, my grandma took me to see Billy Jack's Born Losers because she didn't know what it was about. And it taught me a lot of things at a very young age that I probably didn't we, need to know. We have a caller. Do you want to get a call in real quick here? Oh, he just sure, left. Never why mind. Not? He literally just hung up. The, the closest <laughs> I got was, and I think I was seven, um, maybe a little younger, I went to see Batman, a huge, uh, not necessarily Whoa. DC, but Batman fan. The original, the 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 Michael Keaton, the best yeah, Batman, Jack Nicholson, um, went to, and it was darker, not necessarily for a kid. And then uh, Edward Scissorhands, I begged my dad to take me to see, and he reluctantly took me to see that. I think I was like eight when that came out, but I was terrified. Nuna, what's your next movie? Really, my next movie. I'm going back. This one, this one, Tommy. You might want to adjust the uh, the color on your television, but don't because it's a black and white film. Uh, no, it's not a black and white film. 
it's it's in that weird color. It's Cool Hand Luke. Uh, Paul Newman's one of Paul Newman's greatest roles uh, about a prison camp. I quote this one a lot. My boy Luke says he can eat 50 eggs. He can eat 50 eggs. And what we have here is failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. Nope, never uh, saw it. Shaking the bush, boss. A lot of great lines. Uh, George um, George Kennedy is in it. It's got a great cast. Paul Newman is phenomenal, phenomenal in it. He's uh, he's my Paul Newman's my favorite actor. So uh, there's a couple Paul Newman movies on my big list. But yeah, Cool Hand Luke. If there's also a scene that is legendary in cinema. And I won't spoil it too much except to say that the prisoners are out on a road gang and a young lady is washing her car. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Jagar? <laughs> um, he said dismissively. Cool hand, Luke. I wrote it down. Well, look, do you want me to just fire off? No commentary. I have six other left. Okay. Yeah. yeah we're going to fire yours off. Ahead. All right. Election. I'm sure... Tommy, have you seen nice. that? I have no idea what that Brian is. Brian has definitely no. seen it. Yeah, no. Pump up the volume. It's impossible to find anywhere now. It existed in the is 80s. Is that the Mark Wahlberg no, when they're bodybuilders? That, and that, they're... Oh, that's a good, that's pain and gain. That's a great one. Uh, pump okay. up the volume is the Christian Slater one where he's like the high school DJ. And right. Big yes, 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 yes. On the pirate exists, radio station. Yeah, and it exists nowhere anymore. You can't find it unless you have a physical copy. Uh, a Simple Plan from the early 90s. The yep. Toy, extremely problematic, but another movie I saw all the time <laughs> as a kid. Um, Six Pack, Kenny Rogers, I saw that all the time on HBO where he was like wow. a NASCAR driver. And last but not least, I too love Paul Newman, Nobody's Fool from the 90s. Another one. That's on like, my list. Yeah, I've seen wow. that. Okay, I'm going to write down oh. Nobody's Fool then. That movie is so great. That. So, so great. Jessica Tandy, Bruce Willis, Melanie Griffith. Uh, Paul uh, one Newman, of, one and, of the doctors from uh, Nip Tuck. Yes, yes, and just, uh, just unbelievable. Oh, look at—we had a common movie. All right, here's a couple from mine. Uh, the other guys, a comedy, a, a more recent comedy that I watch nonstop. If it's on, Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg, The oh, Rock, and Samuel yeah. Jackson are Michael in it. The, the tuna and lion debate—that yeah. one's always great. Yep. Yes. And the, the, the TLC uh, references, TLC callbacks nonstop. Um, the Cooler with Alec Baldwin yep. and William, William H. H. Macy and Maria Bello. Unbelievable. Uh, the first, the first Iron Man, the one that started the whole Marvel thing, is on my list uh, with The Hustler, Goodfellas, Animal House, and Blazing Saddles. I have seen The Hustler as well. That's the pool one, right? Yep, that is the okay. pool one. I've seen that one then as well. All right, and I've heard of Blazing Saddles. I, I guess i got to get that one now, too. All right, and my list, right, I'll round it out real quick. Uh, I have Get Out on there, Jordan Peele. Big fan of Jordan Peele. Love that. Love his movies. Step Brothers, super bad. I'm sure, Justin, you love those ones as much as I do. Uh, I like them both, too. 40-Year-Old yeah. Virgin as well on there. Big Steve Carell guy. That's a great one. Deadpool is probably my favorite superhero movie. Uh, oh. Moneyball, Dark Knight, Spotlight, Spotlight crazy movie, I always thought, whenever I watched that one. That's the other Michael Keaton when he's, what, what are they, what newspaper are the they Boston working for? Boston Globe. It is the Boston yeah. Globe. Okay. Uh, Taken, crazy movie as well. Uh, Team America World Police, I Am Legend. And wow. my favorite sports movie that you can watch 
The Express. Have you guys seen The Express? I, know I have. I've not seen it. Yes, the Ernie Davis yes. story. Amazing movie. Very fun. Very nice. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, we're gonna after the news. We're gonna go to the drive-in window because we left the movie theater and we're very very hungry. So we got that coming up. Uh, Justin's here. Thank you. I know you're welcome to stay for the drive-through window. Uh, I know you have to get Bucks Weekly ready. I also know we're late for the news. Wyatt, hang on. We're coming after this. WTMJ nights. This is WTMJ nights. <laughs> Welcome to Kid Burger, home of the Kid Burger. Can I take your order? One Patty, Patty, hold the mayonnaise. Dude, this is a Wendy's restaurant. We eat fast food quite a lot. We talk about it even more. Let's visit the WTMJ Nights drive-thru window with Brian Nunes. And Justin Garcia and Tommy. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta do that. Add Tommy to all your, uh, to all the production. <laughs> Gotta change them all. Change them all. Get to work, right, Justin? Get him, get him back in there. What else he doing? Just sitting around. I actually chiming in. Yeah, I, I actually feel bad. The last one, it, it should have been with Tommy and me is kind of the the throw in. Yeah, listen. Oh, I the did, public schools. Tommy. Tommy does that. Uh, Tommy does all the production on his own. And he does a, a wonderful job. He wanted to give you and I listen. He wanted to give you a. Uh, you know, better billing than him. I think that was, I think that was the right way to go. I think we're all equal here. But Tommy, you know, Tommy's old school. Justin, he's he's giving you your tribute. You know, he's kicking up to the boss. Someone's got to. Listen, why not? We all got to. Uh, we all got to battle for all the respect we can get. Um, all right, but it's the drive. I got to ask Justin because Justin, I always like when you contribute to this because you have strong feelings when it comes to. Any sort of fast food or chain restaurant? Have you tried anything new that is sticking out to you that you're thinking <laughs> I have to recommend this to somebody else? Um, not really. Per se. So I was actually just talking about this with somebody else, uh, like within the last hour, uh, because they brought up some fast food, and I said I've had fast food maybe like three times in the last year. Um, wow, with, that's good. Yeah, it's good, but with the caveat. So at Bucks games. We get meal vouchers, and the only place that takes those vouchers seemingly is Chick-fil-A. So every Bucks game, <laughs> I eat Chick-fil-A. And uh, I also don't count this as fast food, but I've had quite a bit of a local gas station yeah, that, that's that fast has everything. Food. Uh, and Tommy and I were actually were ranking some of their food offerings the other day. So the is newest it trip? Uh, it may it may rhyme yes. with quick trip, yeah. Um, it, it, okay, it is quick trip. Well, <laughs> hey, Tommy, we don't want to give them any pub if they're not going to give us any kickback. No, fair, fair. Yeah, really, we want to keep it. So it's a it's a place that you might take a a, a fast short journey, a, a fast stop. Yeah, fast stop. Okay. Yeah. I I enjoy fast stops. Uh, I haven't had anything from there other than their coffee and oh. perhaps a. Uh, like a donut or something. Oh wow, oh, you're, wow. you're missing <laughs> out on a lot. There, the coffee Brian. is very good. It's I stick with the coffee's regular. really good. I mean, they have a bunch of seasonal offerings. I usually just stick with the the plain old Caruba um, or whatever they're gonna call it. Uh, yeah, they their their straight up coffee is good. I like yeah. the little flavored uh, you know creamer in there. But um, uh, yeah, oh you you've got what, to, what is your go to? Got to venture out. What were you guys arguing about or trying to rank? What were you? Uh, what do you what do you get from there? So they're all very different. 
product where it, it's location based. Some have staples, some don't, and there's always like four within wherever you are, so you can sadly go from one to the other, which I've been known to do if they don't have uh, what I'm <laughs> looking for. But I currently enjoy the cheese-filled breadsticks. I even texted okay. a picture of those to Tommy the other day when I was enjoying some. They were one ninety nine. One ninety nine as well. Special. Same, yeah. same day. Same day I went. They were one ninety nine at a different one. Now, how many do you get for that? Well, I'm good with just the one pack of of two breadsticks. But back in the oh, day, oh, you get two breadsticks. Okay. Yeah, back in the day, I probably would have had two when I had a problem. But it's it's better now. Those are good. Um, I also like the corn dogs. I'm not a big corn dog guy, the and it's not tacos. the type of food I, food I love. But yeah. The mini, mini tacos, tacos are, are good, good, too. Yeah, that's the one. Wow. I got to pay a little more attention. I basically enjoy almost everything there except for Supreme Pizza. That's always a no, regardless of the, the place it is. And right. I I can't do the, the burgers or the like cafeteria chicken sandwiches. There's a For me, there's a time and a place for those. And I if I'm in the right mood... Those hit the spot. So if you're desperate. Because so, I used to go to um, the the uh, 10, 12, you know, uh, a lot when I was in college. And they had a bean and cheese burrito and something called a truck stopper sandwich, which was just a – it was almost like a Salisbury steak. And then it had gelatinous brown <laughs> gravy, for lack of a better term, on like a hoagie roll and – Gentlemen, I'm not going to lie to you. After a couple of beers, that would that sandwich was the best tasting thing you've ever had. So, have you driven to St. Louis or like that area recently? Yes, many times. Okay, have you been to Wally's? Dude, I can't believe you're oh bringing up my Wally's. God. Yeah, I went. Th- I... I've gone there twice, and the last time I went there was just to go to Wally's. I literally drove an hour and a half out of my way to go there. That's Wally's. I, I went to Wally's before I experienced Bucky's. I've yet and, to experience that. Yeah. Well, I was so excited on the show about a month or so ago. They announced that there's a Bucky's opening yeah. near Madison. Yeah. And so I was very excited. But Wally's oh. is phenomenal. And here's a little tip, Justin. I just found out in January there's the one in Illinois, yep. and then there's one just west of St. Louis. In the suburbs, like if you're taking the interstate, say you're going down, you're going to cut through Missouri uh-huh. to go to Texas or Oklahoma or something. So you can get, we actually driving back when we went to the Cotton Bowl, I timed it out so I needed gas. <laughs> by the time we got to the Buckies just west of St. Louis, and then by the time we got to the other Buckies, I needed gas again. So we hit both Buckies in one night, uh, or so, both, both Wallies, rather, in one night. I uh, am a, a big St. Louis Blues fan. And when I go to St. Louis to watch a game, which is not all that often, but I always time it out. So I have to get gas, and it syncs with, oh, well, we're driving past Wally, so I'll get gas and then go. Tommy, you've never experienced it? I've never, no, never oh, been to St. Louis. Explain never. to Tommy and to everybody else, uh, because I mean, Wally's is, it, you got to see it to believe it. It's it, yeah. I mean, it's not. How, how do you spell it? I'll look it up. Well, how do you spell Wally's? Okay, I was just making sure. <laughs> all right, they spell Quick Trip what, so many different ways. What, <laughs> what do they? What do they call it too? Like the Great American Road Trip? They they literally yep, have the a Great American Road Trip. It's like a convenience store where they sell T-shirts and mugs and camping equipment. 
And then they have like their own coffee. They had cold brew coffee. They had nitro brew coffee. They have pizza. They have these. Um, they do their own popcorn as well. They have yeah, all pork. these kinds of sand- pulled pork sandwich. It is a massive gas station. Oh, it's station. huge. Yeah. yeah. These are huge. The bathrooms, are- too. Incredible. The cleanest bathrooms yeah. anywhere. Brisket the sandwich are gorgeous at a gas because station. It's full privacy. Yeah. The sinks, you don't have to leave to dr- wash and dry your hands. You stand it's in front of the sink, you get your yeah. hands wet, you soap them up. There's a little blow dryer right there. Right it by every faucet. Oh, they have perfect. a brisket sandwich. And I know what you're thinking, Tommy. You get a brisket sandwich at a gas station, but believe you me, you will be mind blown. Yeah. It's amazing. You're leaving out the beef jerky bar. The beef jerky, too. Yeah, I bought some and took some home. It's incredible. The There's whole, one in Illinois. They, they've got like a deli area of just beef just jerky. Just beef jerky. Beef jerky. Plus a fresh and, bakery. Yeah, and their own beef sticks, too, if you prefer those. Yep. And then they've got pretty much every fountain beverage you can imagine. The retro labels, too. It's incredible. Yes. And all the bread. I, think, I will tell you this. We, because I'm a child... Um, <laughs> Coming home, we decided we were going to have a beef jerky throwdown. So we got Bucky's beef jerky and then some Wally's beef jerky. And my wife, daughter, and myself were doing a big uh, beef jerky throwdown on the way home because, and unfortunately, Bucky, well, not unfortunately, I'm a fan. Bucky's beef jerky edged out Wally's beef jerky by a slight margin. So I kid you not, the first time I had it was coming back from St. Louis, needed gas, and and you see this place, and you think, what is this place? So, of course, you're going to try it. (laughs) And like a year or so later, it was right before the buck season started, where I had the last full weekend off I was going to have for, what, like six months. And I literally, I, I just want one of those brisket sandwiches. I got nothing to do today or tomorrow. I'm going to drive to Pontiac, <laughs> Illinois, go to Wally's, get that, get some popcorn, get some beef jerky, and then drive back home. That That's like a three-hour drive. It's like two and a half hours. It's 240 from the avenue right it here. I'm looking at that. It's a great American road from trip. From what I remember, Tommy, what are you not yeah. about the road trip? Oh, man. we Wow, Wally's. A lot of love on WTMJ Nights for Wally's. Actually went there. I, I coaxed our teammate Ashton Rotman on for the ride. Okay. Really? Yeah. Oh, he was somebody also texting impressed. in a picture of being at Bucky's. Uh, now Wally's Wally's mascot is uh, what is it like a bear kind of? Yeah, yeah. And Bucky's is a beaver, so there's a lot of similarities. But um, yeah, if if you like Wally's, by the time Bucky's opens, you're going to you're going to be over the moon for Bucky's. I love them both. But yes, so now you now there's there's two Wally's. I think they're going to try to open some more. Uh, it's a drive-through window. Uh, oh, the two six two saying they have a million type of pecans too. They do. They have all sorts of treats, branded merchandise. Uh, and what I like is they'll sell like they sell coolers that are like a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. It's not you know it's not styrofoam cheap stuff. They have high end merchandise and a million gas pumps. I had and it's very well lit. And all these retro T-shirts, too, like T-shirts yes. from movies and TV shows that uh, were well be- before Tommy's time, but still well before. I think Tommy would enjoy it, even though he scoffs at the time it would take to get there. Come on, Tommy. I'm sorry. Th- three hours to go to a gas station seems a little ridiculous, right? You're going to have to stop before you get there. Well, 
on paper, you may have a point. It does sound ridiculous until you're in it with your friends and you're going, this is going to be great. And then you get there, and unlike a lot of things that don't live up to the hype, Wally's lives up to the hype. So you're going to get there and go, we got to get one of these in Milwaukee. And you'll contact corporate, and you'll do a whole thing, and then they'll go, eh, we can't. Well, I'll have WTMJ send me down for a content mission, do a little report on it. There you it. go. Try to get it back for WTMJ yeah. nights. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that'll happen. I'm sure they'll pony up for to send you down there. That'll be great. Why don't we talk about the logistics of it while we do this on WTMJ nights? Yes, it is. It's WTMJ nights. Brian Noonan. Our friend Justin Garcia is here. Tommy's here. The drive-through window is open. Um, somebody now. Somebody from the 262, I've never heard of this. Justin, Tommy, I'm wondering if you have a chain on the I-70 corridor west of the Mississippi called Stinker, which has a skunk for its mascot. Somebody texted that in. Never been to Stinker. Never, never been, been to Stinker either. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. We'll have to Curious check that though. out. Yeah. I have to ask you guys something because I got a recommendation for a sandwich yesterday, and I trust the source. It's my daughter. But I haven't had one of these. Have you guys tried the new blackened chicken sandwich at Popeye's? I have not. No. I, I've still yet to have right. the original chicken sandwich. Oh, you're missing out what? on that. That's, well, it was always sold out. Yeah, it was always crowded, too. On Capitol, actually, when I was interning here on Capitol, that was the first time I had it because when I was coming in, it was totally not empty at, like, noon, yeah. and I was like, I got to stop here to get it. I could never get it at the one on Capitol. Yeah. Anytime I... It was either way too crowded or they didn't have it. And that's when people were shooting each other over a chicken sandwich, which was eh, a little goofy. But th that chicken sandwich I loved. Um, and now this one is grilled and blackened, my daughter said. But I, she said it's not at every Popeye's. Oh. And I was like, ooh, that sounds good. I gotta, I, first, I have to see if the guys have had it to give me a second, uh, second opinion. And then... You know, I gotta go try it. I think it sounds delicious. What like what is going on? I, I know we have the wing shortage, but what is going on with chicken? That, that Popeyes was constantly selling out of their chicken sandwich. Culver's for the longest time wasn't doing their spicy buffalo chicken tenders. What is happening? Yeah, for during right after the pandemic, there was a the the same thing that happened with the wings, the bird flu. It wiped out a huge percentage of the poultry stock in this country so chicken prices went way up and there was a shortage but here's good news uh my my one chicken story in for the drive-thru window uh raising canes is coming to uh greendale you guys had raising canes Ooh, it's so good um wow please don't say something no this is this is where we get the hot take from Justin. I had it uh, once and it was uh, ironically on one of those Wally's trips because everybody kept raving about it. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for everybody else. It just it wasn't for me. Oh my god. I got to ask, did you use the sauce? Uh so I'm not a big sauce person. Oh my gosh. Oh. I just didn't get it just seemed very run of the mill. Like you get you toast, chicken okay. fries and every you get day, chicken and you don't like chicken from raisin canes. First of all, it's three days a week. Okay. It's not every Sorry. day. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy comes out with the guns blazing, and Justin just throws a big bucket of water on That's him. That's all right. It's not every day. <laughs> Here's the thing about raisin canes: 
it's it's the sauce. The sauce so makes makes it because the chicken fingers, you know, they're good, but they're they're chicken, chicken fingers. I agree with you yeah. on that point, Justin. They're they're chicken fingers. Okay, but I'll, I'll try the it with sauce, a sauce. The sauce is the is the key because then you di- you dunk that Texas toast in the extra sauce and you dunk the fries in the sauce and then you take a cup of sauce just for you know in the car to dunk your finger in and uh, lick that off as you're driving along. You put the tenders on the Texas toast with sauce, make a sandwich. That's what you're supposed to do. I had that sounds good. I had you're never welcome. had. Well, it wasn't up here. It started down in Baton Rouge. So when we went to New Orleans for the first time, that's where we had it. And um, so they're coming. All right, listen. We, we didn't even we didn't even say that Justin's got Bucks Weekly coming up after the news. Uh, thank you, Justin, for joining us tonight. Thanks, Tommy, for all your work in the production. Thank you for listening and joining in. Bucks Weekly comes your way on the other side of the news. We are wildly late, but you know, it's WTMJ nights.